Good morning, everyone. It is good to be on the air once again. And this morning, I would, I'm outside in the beautiful weather that we're having before it gets really hot. Then I'll have to go in and sit in the air. But while it's pleasant and beautiful out here, I wanted to take advantage of the air um, and the day that God has made that I can rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. And let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day that thou hast made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you, O oh God, for giving us another day we've never experienced before. Thank you for sharing it with us. I thank you, O oh God, for giving us a mind to call upon you, to serve you, because you are God. You are our Lord and our Savior, my Redeemer. And you live. And Lord God, there's people out there that are still walking in their trespasses and sins. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. And they're dead to the things of God. So they're merely existing in the earth, God. But you have called them also out of darkness. Although they may not have accepted your call yet or your invitation, Lord God. You left us in the earth to finish the work that you started. Oh God, that they might be saved. So Lord, I pray someone hears this lesson on today and it will help them unlock, hallelujah, the door to find you in the name of Jesus. For this is called keys to empower you. And I pray that something said in this lesson that will empower you. In Jesus name, amen. I would like to start with a scripture, Isaiah 59, 16. So if you want to follow me by opening it up, that's fine. Isaiah 59, 16. And it says, And he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him and his righteousness, it sustained him. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus came hallelujah to save us from our sins jesus became our intercessor and as i stated in the prayer you left us in the earth lord to finish the work that you started jesus started the intercession he is our intercessor. he's our mediator between us and god hallelujah and he stands before the throne of god advocating for us in the name of jesus and so we owe him our lives because if it was not for him we would be dead and on our way to a hell we don't want to go to he didn't make us or create us to go there that was created for the satan and his his cohorts and that's not where we're supposed to be so now because we some of us have become the children of disobedience and we won't yield to the call of god to come and be saved Wrath is stored up for the children of disobedience. And if you're one of those who have not yet crossed all the way over and said, God, I repent of my sins and I accept your way of salvation. And you go down in the precious name of Jesus and be baptized in his name and filled with his spirit being born again in the kingdom of God. I'm sorry. You're the children of disobedience and wrath. The wrath of God is stored up for you. So God is looking for intercessors. So intercessors have a specific job to do in this ministry. And so Jesus was the first intercessor. 
So now he's looking for men and women in the earth to take up the mantle that he left when he went back to heaven. Hallelujah. To stand and be seated next to God to advocate for us in Jesus' name. And when we intercede for others or for the things God wants to do in the earth, well, we, we talk to Jesus. We go in that prayer closet or wherever we're praying and we talk to Jesus and we're asking Jesus to prevent it from happening, to turn the curses around, to redo these things in Jesus' name. And so Jesus is still doing his part from heaven, but he's looking for men and women in the earth to do their part on the earth. And we connect, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Intercessors pray. That's what they do. They have a call to pray. Now, all of us as children of God are called to pray. But all of us don't pray with authority. All of us don't pray from revelation that God has revealed to the intercessor and to the prophet. And because all prophets are intercessors, but not all intercessors are prophets, they have different roles to play. And this is what we're going to discuss in today's lesson. Now, there's a thin line between the prophet and the intercessor. Most, when they hear the position in the church of intercessor, it is a given, it is referring to the ministry of prayer. And it should because the Bible refers to the different types of prayer and intercession is one of them. There's uh, supplication prayers. There's petition prayers. There is prayers of praise and worship. There are prayers of um, deliverance. There are different types of prayers, but intercession is one of those. Intercession is a major one. There can be no intercession without the one who stands in the gap and prays for the petition to God for help. A lot of people all over the earth, all over the globe, Jesus hears all of them. And he's up on high. He's not coming back to earth. When he comes back to earth, he has a purpose for coming back to earth. That purpose is not because of intercession. That's what he has called us to do through his Holy Spirit. He has gifted us to be able to pray by faith that the things that people are crying out to God for, petitioning God's for, for God's will to be done in the earth. And for the things that are not God's will, for God to deal with their heart, heart and their mindset to where it turns from the evil things that they're trying to do because you know you got witches out there praying too now they're not praying to Je jehovah they're not praying to jesus christ but they are praying against the people of god the devastation and chaos happened to stop them from reaching their goal in god god needs strong people who know their authority in him intercessors if you please to be able to stand on their watch to be able to Put in the hours, burn the midnight oil on behalf of others. Because that's what it is. You're standing in the gap for others. And we want others to survive and not perish. And so God needs your help. Are you one? 
that God has called to the ministry of intercession? If you are, arise and take your place. And I'm praying that you will, that you'll come to a full understanding of what that entails. Because it's not an easy thing to do because the enemy tries to attack you to keep you from praying for other people because he's praying the opposite. He's got witches praying the opposite of what you're trying to pray. But you're praying with authority. They're not. Hallelujah. You have the authority of Almighty God to release angels to do God's bidding in the earth. So I think you have the greater deal. Intercessors release the Holy Spirit and the angels to do Father's will on the earth. Intercession stands to, intercessors stand together to resist the attack of the enemy on behalf of a church, a city, or a nation. Because there are principalities and powers that hover over churches, cities, and nations. And, and it has a stronghold on them to the point they cannot hear from God. They cannot reach out to God. They cannot answer God the way God desires them to be answered. Desires to be answered. God wants to save them, but they're struggling. Every time they make their mind up, because I've seen it happen. Every time they make their mind up, today is the day. Satan comes up with a reason why today is not the day. Either he attacks their body with afflictions, they end up sick, their car breaks down, they get into it with a, a, a family member, and all of a sudden they got an attitude and don't want to go. It's always something. And Satan uses these things. He uses his imps and his demons to go and distract the people that God has called to him. Now, the scripture says, if I be lifted up, that means us, we're lifting him up in the earth. He'll draw men to himself. Well, if Satan is distracting us from lifting Jesus up because we got attitudes, we're offended, our feelings are hurt, our body is sick and we don't feel like it, we, we're stuck in a rut, can't seem to get out of it, okay, we're not going to lift Jesus up. And so God calls his intercessors, God drops burdens on intercessors. I've had burdens dropped on me and it's like it took me by surprise because I didn't understand what it was. You know, you need training to do the things that God has called you to do. You don't just get trained to preach the gospel. You don't just get trained to teach a Sunday school lesson. You don't just get trained or ordained to be elders and evangelists and missionaries. You need to be trained how to be an intercessor, how to be the prophet of God. You can't just wake up, accept the call, and think you know what you're doing because Satan is smarter than you are. And so it's imperative that we get the training that we need to fulfill the purpose of God in the earth because God's not going to release a botched up uh, plan for mankind because God is concerned about the souls of man. God loves mankind. If he gave up his own life on the cross, a piece of wood nailed together that he himself created, he loved us that much that he allowed mankind to nail him to that cross to save our soul. And if he went to that length to do that, don't we owe it to him to get the training that we need to go and finish the work that he started? Look around you, intercessors, prophets. Look around you, people of God. Look at all the stuff that has taken place 
in the earth. It is truly signs that Jesus is on his way back. I was talking to my husband the other day and we were talking about all the killings. Look at all the mass shootings that are taking place just this last week here in Greenwood, part of the city of Indianapolis in Indiana. Uh, you take it for granted when you get up and want to go to the mall. Here it is time to buy school clothes and school supplies for children to go back to school. We decide to get up on a Sunday or after church on Sunday and go to the mall. And then somebody who has a grudge that nobody knows about comes in and just starts shooting people. And if I'm correct, there was about six people that were injured and I think four of them died. And there happened to be a shopper in there who had a gun. He was licensed to carry a gun. He saw that what, what was taking place and he killed the shooter, which actually saved more people because we don't know how many people he had in his mind to kill. And if the man had not shot him, he probably would have killed a lot of people in that mall. I could have been one of those people in that mall. You know, every day we so close to death, we take for granted we're only here for a short period of time. And we have to live like this is our last day on the face of the earth. You know, somebody, God dropped in somebody's spirit to pray for Greenwood Mall because there would have been other people that would have died at that mall had the intercessors not interceded. When I go back and look at the recent one in Texas, the school where 21 people were killed, it was devastating. A 18 year old, I believe the shooter was 18 years old. And then come to find out, we're finding out the police and the task force, the, um, the ones that came to apprehend the shooter fear struck them. Where do you think that came from? That didn't come from God. They never left the hallway. They never went in the room for fear for their own lives. Here, all these people died. All these children, second grade, third grade children and their teachers died because fear struck the officers that were on the other side of the door in the hallway. God needs intercessors to wake up to understand the importance of crying out for these things because God drops the burden and everybody's walking around starstruck. What is that for? Like they're at a movie theater. Instead of inquiring of God, why am I seeing this God? What do you want me to do with what I'm seeing? We just brush it off and keep on doing what we're doing. Think about it. That could have been you. That could have been one of your family members gone into eternity and they don't know Jesus intercessors wake up and arise to the occasion yes you have the authority in jesus name to release angels and the release the holy spirit in the earth to do father's will on the earth we need to stand together intercessors to resist the attacks of the enemy we need to be praying one for another we need to be looking out for one another and if you know you're getting ready to go in we should have your back. Hallelujah. Intercession is important. It's a very 
vital ministry to the church, especially in these last days. Now, prophets speak. Intercessors pray, but prophets speak. See, you're already starting to see the di difference already. Intercessors pray, prophets speak. They explain God's purpose for churches, cities, and nations to his people. Some warn God's people of danger and explain how they should respond to it. A few speak to the world and warn them of judgment and describe how it can be averted, avoided, the curse reversed. Intercessors and prophets will sometimes receive a revelation of coming disaster, but the purpose will be different. God reveals to the intercessor so they can pray to turn it around. This is what the Holy Spirit said to me. I believe it was in 2003, I had this, this trance, I was in this trance. And I was ironing my blouse because I was on my way to the church. And it was pouring down, raining outside. I mean, pouring down. Now, I'm standing in front of the window, ironing my blouse and just looking at the rain coming down. And all of a sudden, I'm in the car riding with the person who was supposed to pick me up. And in the vision, what I saw, I was sitting on the passenger side. She was sitting driving and we were driving in this heavy rain and it got so bad. She had to pull over on the shoulder. We were on 46th Street headed east toward Shadeland. And I remember vividly, she didn't see the car that was in front of her because the rain was coming down so hard. So when she pulled over on the shoulder, she ran into the back of the car, but she hit the heart cart hard because she wasn't going slow. And I happened to look over and her head was leaning up against the window and she had passed out. I don't know why it happened, but I saw my spirit get out of the car, walk around to the, her side of the window and I was trying to get her attention, knocking on the window to see if she would wake up. But then I woke up and realized I was still standing in front of that window in my apartment, ironing my blouse. It had stopped raining, but then I heard over the intercom, they announced that my ride was there. So I knew it wasn't her in the accident. So it bothered me. It bothered me so bad. So I kept asking Holy Spirit, what was that for? What am I supposed to do with it? I don't know what to do. It really perplexed me. So by the time I got to the church, I'm asking the pastor who really doesn't know a lot about the prophetic ministry because he hasn't studied in that area and God doesn't deal with him in that area. Um, he said, I'm sorry, sis, but I can't help you because I don't have an idea, but we can pray about it. Well, I was kind of, I was flustered. So I went downstairs in the basement of the church and I was still talking to the Holy Spirit. As explained to me, I don't want to not do what I'm supposed to do, but I don't know what to do. I had asked another elder that was there at the church that day. And I said, um, I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do? And he said, daughter, you're not going to learn this from a book. Only God can teach you this. He said, you're going to have to just pray and ask God to reveal it to you. 
And so that's what I started doing. And the Holy Ghost began speaking. And he began telling me why it was happening and what I was supposed to do. Hallelujah. You know, and ever since then, I have been teaching people who have this type of ministry. I have been teaching them that if you are called by God to be an intercessor, your job is vitally important and is crucial, hallelujah, to people's survival in the earth. God has plans for them in the earth. And God has called you to do your part. Arise, take your place upon that wall and be to start crying out when God puts the burden on you, when God drops it and you're experiencing it, you start smelling things and you don't understand what it is that you're smelling. God allowed me to come across an aroma um, list and I shared it with my students of Keys um, Prophetic Training Center. And it's vitally important because a lot of times we smell things in different places and we don't know what it is or the reason why we're smelling it because where we are and at that time is not an occasion for that smell to be there and the smell is very strong. That's part of the gift of the word of knowledge. How God is allowing you to smell it because he wants your attention. There's something he's doing. He wants to make you aware of it. And remember the scripture that says that God does nothing in the earth except he reveals it or shares it with his prophets. And so a lot of times God is revealing things to us, but we are none the wiser. We don't have a clue what it's for. And for some reason, your first thought is never to go, God is doing this. And so you want to go ask somebody, do you smell such and such? Because I've done it before. When And now I've learned when I start smelling stuff, I don't go ask people anymore. I already know, okay, God, what it is? What are you saying to me? What do you want me to do with this? And so um, I remember one Sunday, uh, my pastor was preaching. I mean, the anointing was awesome. It was on fire. And then all of a sudden, I start smelling Lysol. And I'm sitting in the sanctuary. And I'm asking um, different people, do you smell Lysol? Is somebody cleaning something? Because they should not be doing this while the service is going on. So I'm walking through the church. I go down in the basement and I'm looking uh, for um, anyone who's using some type of cleaner. And everybody was upstairs in the sanctuary. And so I knew I was the only one smelling it. And so um, I sat back down and I said, Holy Spirit, why am I smelling Lysol? And he immediately referred me, or it, the thought came in my mind, look at your aroma list, because I keep it on my phone, so it's, I have easy access to it. And I looked it up, and it said Lysol. When you smell Lysol, it means cleansing. God is cleansing. And I said, the word that was going forth was so authoritative and so powerful God said, I'm cleansing the hearts and the minds of the people. And it was strong. When it stopped, I didn't smell it no more. So I went on with my worship, listening to the word. Then all of a sudden, I smart start smelling 
fresh baked chocolate chip cookies, warm straight out of the oven. And I knew good and well wasn't nobody doing that. So I didn't even go and question it no more. And I said, well, God, why am I smelling the cookies? And he said, because now I'm releasing a sweet spirit in this atmosphere. I, it blew me away. It blew me away. And I said, God, you are so awesome. My papers out there are flying away. The bees kind of chase me in the house. I don't want to get bitten by no sweat bee. Them stings hurt. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. And I was in their element, so the only thing I could do was come back into mine. So I bless the Lord for what he's doing. So intercessors, prophets, step up to the occasion. Learn all that you can learn. Because we need to be ready when God wants to use us in the earth. Jesus needs us to finish his work in the earth. Intercessors and prophets will sometimes receive a revelation of coming disasters, but the purpose will be different. Remember, the prophet speaks about it and the intercessor prays about it. So it's going to be different. God reveals it to the intercessor so they can avert it, so they can pray against it, so it will not happen. The prophet speaks of it to prepare the people so they'll know what God wants them to do if it should take place. See the difference? The intercessor prays in advance because God always shows the intercessor before it takes place. Usually when God would show me something, it would always be 15 or 20 minutes before it would actually happen. And so when I would see it or sense it, I knew I, I needed to pray right then. So a lot of times I would stop whatever I was doing if I could and go somewhere to the restroom if I'm at work, go take a walk down the hallway because it don't take that long to petition God for it. You ain't got to walk down the, your job speaking in tongues, making a whole lot of noise, doing your dance. That's not for your job. That's not for there. What you need to do is get somewhere away from everything, everybody else, so you can petition God on behalf of what you're sensing and picking up. And when you know your authority, you don't have to pull blast mountains. You don't have to scream to the top of the hill. You don't have to go through all that. You just take care of your business. You know what God is putting in your spirit. Pray the right words. What if that was you? How would you want God to move for you? That's what you pray. It don't take forever. And if you're in a position where you can't get up, you can't go nowhere, all you have to do is sit there Keep doing what you're doing, and on the inside of you, you'll be crying out to God. I'm not talking about with tears, but on the inside, let the spirit man pray. The spirit man knows what to say. He knows what to say. And when you have the Holy Ghost, speak in tongues under your breath. I do it all the time. If you cannot speak out loud, because it's a prayer language, after the initial infilling of the Holy Ghost, it becomes a weapon of your warfare in your tool belt that came from God. Start speaking in tongues under your breath. Even if your, your mouth, lips are moving, but no sounds coming out. They don't need to know what you're saying. Even if you're sitting in the sanctuary, you don't want to be a distraction to the service. So you sit there and you speak in tongues under your breath. 
But then watch and see what God does. I've done it too many times. It releases angels. It releases anointing. It releases the Holy Spirit to do what it needs to do. See, we have to learn how to do these things. And except we talk about them, you won't know and you won't understand. I want to help somebody. Amen. Prophets are intercessors that Jesus has elevated to prophets. Prophets are intercessors, but not all intercessors are prophets. And you cannot rush God. Your destination may not be the office of a prophet. Your destination may be prophetic ministry. And in prophetic ministry, the three revelation gifts operate in you. And that is the gift of the word of wisdom, where you're able to explain the word of God to people for their situation. Because, you you know, people are crying out for help. They need help from God. And, and, you know, they're upset. And some of them are dismayed, discouraged, depressed. You use the word of God. And as you expound on the word of God and you explain it to them, it enlightens them, builds them up. And they walk away and say, oh, I feel better now. That is the answer. That's the gift of the word of wisdom. You're using God's wisdom through his word to help them in their situation. Then there's the gift of the word of knowledge. You have revelation. God gives it to you. He shares things with you or reveals things with you. He uncovers things about other people and situations that you don't know nothing about. There's no way you could have found this out on your own, but the Holy Ghost reveals it to you so that you can minister in their time of need. It's not so you can read their mail. It's not so during a service that you can call them out and make yourself look so profound and anointed because you all up in their Kool-Aid. No, it's not like that. God, you, you pull them to the side and you say, tell them what God has revealed to you. But God says he's a redeeming God. So this started when you were da-da-da-da-da, whatever it is. You could have been six years old. You could have been in high school and you opened the door and this is what started it. And you have been plagued with this and fighting against this ever since. And God said, if you will repent and shut that door that you will be delivered and it won't bother you no more. God knows how to do it. God will go back. Could have been somebody that had an abortion when they was a teenager, but nobody knew it and it's really been eating them up, tearing them up. It's made them miserable. And God is showing it to the prophet. You had a abortion when you were 15 years old. It opened the door to what you're going through right now. God wants to deal with the door and close it. You need to repent of sinning against God. So God reveals it to prophets so they can speak. The intercessor doesn't speak it. They pray about it. The prophet speaks it. Hallelujah. God reveals things to prophets that will happen and explain what the people should do. And it prepares the people and if they don't listen, if they don't follow the instructions of the Lord, they become recipients of whatever is getting ready to happen. God is trying to get you to avoid it. But if you're not going to cooperate with the Spirit of God when he gives you the way out, if you don't use the key to lock the door or unlock the door and you still end up in it, 
You can't blame the prophet. You can't blame the preacher. You can't blame nobody but yourself because God gave you a way out, but you chose to stay in the mess you were in. So prophets reveal things. God reveals things to the prophet that will happen and explain what the people should do. So as the prophet is explaining, you should see the way out. The scripture tells us there's no tiption common unto man whereby God hasn't already made your way of escape. God has a way for us to escape the calamity, but we don't always choose the way God has presented. When God reveals things to his intercessors, he is showing them things that will not happen if they are doing their job correctly. What do you mean will not happen? Okay, when the prophet gets it, it's getting ready to happen. When the intercessor receives it, it hasn't happened yet. So God shows it to them first. So when they go to God and intercede on half of mankind and they reverse the curse and turn that thing around, it will not happen if they're doing their job. If they're not doing their job and they're slack, and they're uh, slumbering, and they're being, got an attitude, or their bodies are afflicted where they can't, or they done slipped and fell into sin because they're gossiping, and they're lying, or they're cheating, or they're being mean because people are being mean to them, so they're retaliating. I'm sorry, you cannot do this if you're not living circumspectly before the Lord. This is a call where you must live holy because you never know at what given time God's going to drop a burden on you and you have to be ready. And God expects you to do your job. And if you are cowardice, fearful, or reluctant, or you're shamed, I'm sorry, your prayer is not going to be answered. It's not going to go through. God knows what he's doing. God gave you designated authority to be able to handle this. So when God reveals it to you, he, you, he is showing you things that will not happen if you do your job right. Now, if you don't want to, that's on you. Because God is going to bless the people in spite of, but that doesn't mean he has to accept us. Amen. These revelations can be scary. So intercession is not for the faint hearted. Intercessors should guard their revelations carefully and not hand them around casually. And this is dealing with Matthew 7, 6. And I'm going to open my Bible to Matthew's 7, 6. Matthew's chapter 7, verse 6. And it reads, give not that which is holy unto the dogs neither cast ye your pearls before swine lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you i share this one all the time how we for some reason i knew it was a problem i had when i god was using me in intercession for some reason the intercessor feels they got to tell it to somebody you know like the prophet speaks well, the intercessor, not understanding their role, wants to share it like the prophet does. And that's not what the intercessor does. The intercessor talks to God and God alone. They don't, they feel like, because I know that's how I felt. When God showed it to me, I felt like 
I was obligated to go tell them what God was showing me. It was urgent. I felt this urgency. My heart would beat fast. My hands would be sweaty. And I would go and tell them only to get the backlash because they got an attitude with me because they felt who you think you are. God didn't tell you to tell me that. Well, you know, it was true. God didn't tell me to tell it to them. I just felt like they should know. And they ended up getting mad at me. They rejected what I said. And there were times when God would tell me, go and share this with them. They still wouldn't receive it. But nonetheless, when it happened, they had to come back and say, I didn't heed your warning. I didn't listen to what you said. Well, see, now that I'm in the office of a prophet, it's different. I'm supposed to share it. I'm supposed to speak when God tells me to. We can't just take it up on our own that every time God shows us something, you got to go blah, 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 and release it. Nope, 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 nope. Let me help somebody. That is a disaster waiting to happen. And you the one get your feelings hurt. And you the one that gets rejected. And once you get rejected so many times, it's like you're stuck in it and you don't know how to get out of it. And that's what happened to me. Seemed like every time I turned around, I was being rejected to the point I started rejecting what God was doing in my life. And I started rejecting myself. And it was like God had to break me from that, break me out of that. And it was a hard prison to come out of. He, It was hard, honestly. 2017, he took me through a series of tests. And by he kept telling me, you must pass this test. There's no going back. You don't have an option. You have to pass this test. And I passed it. Thank you, Jesus. And when I passed it, he said, your struggle's over. You passed the test. And God delivered me from the spirit of rejection. It's a hard one. It's a strong man. And nobody wants to be um, in that prison. Nobody wants to because... I mean, you reject everything. God be trying to help you. You be, people will come and they want to bless you. You're rejecting that. You say things. God's talking to you. You reject that. You reject everything. And we can't get help from God if we're bound by the spirit of rejection. Amen. The role of the prophet and the intercessor sometimes merges in one person. When this happens, the person should be careful to be clear about what they are doing. Because remember the intercessor prays, the prophet speaks. And if it merges, okay, if God is not expecting you to speak it, but pray about it, you need to know the difference. You need to know when to pray and when to speak. And if you don't master that, it could cause a lot of problems, not just with other people, but in your own life. Hallelujah. When when receiving revelation about the future, they you should speak guidance from God about whether it is for the prayer closet or for the prophetic platform. What I that's exactly what I was just saying. You need to know which one is for. Am I doing this as an intercessor God or am I doing this as a prophet? Am I speaking this or am I praying about this? All you have to do is asking and he will answer. Prophets speak with purpose. Without guidance, conditions, or challenge, a prophet is just making noise. Think about that, prophets. Prophets speak with purpose. If God gives you a revelation, there's a purpose with that revelation. So you need to know. That's why we need to be trained. Without guidance, 
conditions or challenges, a prophet is just making noise. You need to know what you're really doing in the Lord. I pray that this lesson has helped somebody. There's a place where you can click uh, that if you have want to talk to me, you have a question about something that was taught in the lesson or you have something you want um, me to speak about or teach on, you can do that and I will respond back to you. And if the Lord has touched your heart and this has uplifted you, edified you, uh, built you up and blessed you, well then um, there's a place on there also that you can make a donation. You know, because it takes money to, to operate a ministry. Um, so, no pressure. However that God chooses to deal with you, I just pray this lesson has been a blessing to you. And I encourage you to inquire of the Lord what it is you're supposed to be doing. Because if you are an intercessor, stop trying to be a prophet. Do your job. And it will prevent a lot of other things from taking place. Hallelujah. And if you are called to into the realm of the prophet, well, then you need to get your training so you can speak when God wants you to speak and understand who you're supposed to be speaking to and the purpose behind your speaking. So God bless you and God keep you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, oh God. Hallelujah for the word that has went forth on today. I ask you to encourage the people who are listening, God, wherever they may be on the face of the earth. Prepare their hearts and their mind to receive you, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And they'll step up to the occasion, oh God. If they're not going to a Bible-based church, oh God, that you'll lead them to one. Open up a door, oh God, where they can get the training that they need, oh God, so they can fulfill their purpose in the earth. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I love you all and I'm praying for you and I ask you to keep pressing on because your labor is not in vain. Hallelujah in Jesus name. God bless you.